there, there's real purpose and real meaning. And so many people that have gone down to the city, it's like, man, I've never been so excited about my own faith. I've never been so excited seeing what God is doing as when I got involved. So I would just encourage people, you're going to get a lot more out of it than you give. Welcome to the Reach and Teach podcast, a ministry of Watermark Wesleyan Church. And now your hosts, Randy Johnson and Dan Ward. Hi, and welcome to the Reach and Teach podcast. I'm Dan Ward, joined with Randy Johnson. We're glad you joined us today. We have a special guest with us. Uh, Randy, would you go ahead and introduce our guest today? Sure, Dan. Um, you know, as you know, Dan, we have uh, broken things into three different areas at uh, Watermark here. One is a uh, overseas outreach. We met Denny Willis in a previous episode. Um, we also have a regional director, uh, Brad Belleville, and he's going to be our guest today. Uh, he's got a beautiful wife, Carol, and she worked and him worked together uh, serving the uh, the church's connection points throughout the Buffalo area. Um, we'll also be working with uh, uh, Jay, uh, and he'll be coming up on a further broadcast. He's more local and around the church. But today it's exciting because we're so excited to be connected to so many places, and I'd like to not waste any time getting to our interview today. So I'd like to introduce to you Brad Belleville. Uh, Brad, welcome to our podcast today, and let's have some fun. Thank you. Thank you, Randy. Um, Dan, why don't you kind of take us into uh, some of the things that you've been thinking about uh, regarding uh, Brad and and then I'll just jump in as we go. Well, maybe maybe we could start, Brad, with you just kind of sharing a bit about what you do in your role and what that looks like. Right. Thank you, Dan. Uh, my role is Buffalo Outreach Director for our church. So I'm assistant to, to Trevor and helping out Randy in the city. Um, I, my role is to connect the church with ministry partners in the city of Buffalo and also not just the church, but the church people with uh, opportunities to get involved in the city, to minister in the city, to serve in the city. My vision is that we could see everybody in our church being involved in some type of ministry service, both inside the church and somewhere outside the church, whether it's global uh, community or in the city of Buffalo. There's certainly enough needs in each of those areas that, that if our church was really uh, passionate and mobilized, uh, we could have a tremendous impact for the kingdom of God. And what we noticed, Dan, uh, and is that the church is, I, I believe, really is passionate and wanting, but we've lacked a real connectivity to them in a way to share some of these great opportunities. And that's why, that's the whole reason we do this podcast, is to make those connections known and to let know, people know there's plenty of opportunity. It's, it's, it's not for lack of opportunity that we're not engaged it's because we didn't know about it so i'm real excited today brad i, I know you've got a lot a big list of different opportunities and different ministries that we're connected to um, but before we get there i'd like to ask you one more more personal question how did this uh how'd you get into this i mean you're leading uh you know a whole raft of different organizations i'm not leading them but connecting us to a whole raft you're deeply involved all around buffalo how did you get interested? Just give us a little bit of your origin story to what you're doing with the church today. Sure. It goes way back, really. When I was in college, I went to Houghton College and 
got interested in youth work and in particular Christian youth work. And so one term I spent a month in Buffalo at a youth center in South Buffalo on Seneca Street and spent full, the whole course load they gave us credit for it was being involved in a ministry, actively involved. And at that point, um, God moved me into being involved in city ministry. I came on staff there after I graduated from college. I worked there for 10 years. I met my wife, Carol, there. This was a ministry called Teen Haven. Some people going oh. way back would remember that. And, I do um, remember that. Met my wife there and uh, lived there with our two children. We were there for 10 years. And God um, moved me into secular work with the Postal Service for 31 years. But my heart, we live in the city. My heart's always been with the ministries in the city. So throughout the years, we've volunteered with a lot of different ministries. We've uh, taken small groups to different ministries to volunteer and stayed friends with a lot of people. So I've had contacts um, going back a long way with a lot of people. And uh, certain people say, you know, everybody in the city. Well, I don't know everybody, but I know most everybody (laughs) in in ministries, uh, parachurch in particular ministries in the city. That's fantastic. See, I'm going to be learning here too, as I'm relatively new to this, and uh, I'm. This is exciting already. Um, oh. Hey, ahead, hey Brad. I, Brad, I was going to ask. I know. I'd say at least for 15 to 20 years, our church has a very rich kind of uh, involvement in the city. Um, it's. It seems to me, anyway, a, a lot of strong partnerships there, and I think that's just yeah. grown over recent years, maybe you could just kind of do a broad sweep overview um, of all that we're involved in and, and have going on at this point. And as Randy mentioned, one of our hopes is to really help people connect to ways they can serve and places they can be involved. Um, so I think it might be in- interesting for people to hear that. Sure. That'd be great. There's a lot of history uh, in our church going way back. Um, one of the first ones is Greg, Pastor Greg McLean's daughter worked at a ministry called Peace of the City. So uh, right away, our church got involved with them, with volunteers, um, supporting their programming. It was a youth ministry program, and they do also some fine arts, uh, drama-type things. And uh, a lot of people from our church started getting involved. One One of the things I think that spurred a change in our church is we made a major gift toward the Cornerstone Manor which is a, a women's shelter, a Christian women's shelter, when they were building it. A lot of our people continue to be involved there, uh, donating, doing work projects there, uh, preparing meals for the people. Uh, one woman I know of was even on staff there. Some different people have volunteered teaching alpha classes there to the women that stay there on a longer term, like a year or two program. Um, other things that go back a long ways are our involvement with Jericho Road virtually since the beginning, which is over 20 years that uh, we've had people from our church who have been on the staff there. Uh, they have, uh, as well as the medical practice, we came alongside them to start the ministry side of Jericho Road, which involves helping refugees, doing preschool um, reading with with immigrant kids, doing ESL for immigrants. Priscilla Project is walking side by side with with pregnant women as, as a mentor. Uh, we were very involved with Hope Refugee Ministry, which um, 
was was started by the Wesleyans in in Buffalo, and it merged with Jericho Road. So we've kind of had a natural affinity for quite a while being involved with with the immigrant population. Uh, Westside Ministries, which is now 716 Ministries, was started by people from our church. They were started out doing housing rehab to make affordable housing for for people on the west side uh, in the city. Many, many people from our church have volunteered there over the years. Um, they, after changing their name, 716 Ministries, they purchased the center, the Loretto Ministry Center, which was a whole f- former Catholic complex that they've used for all different types of ministry. There's two churches that meet there weekly. They do um, a, a Christian uh, preschool there. Um, um, 716 ministry offices are there. They do um, a lot of different ministries, all from the same building. Peace of the City had been in that location for quite a few years. And one of their biggest programs that we, we continue to support is the Work Readiness Program. Some people from our church probably know that, but uh, Bob Gibson from our church started that with a friend in the city, which is teaching people who are unemployed or underemployed, uh, basic job skills, mostly soft skills. So they know how to just even do how do interview skills, how to write a resume, how to um, uh, come to work on time, all the skills that they would need to, to get and, and retain a job. A lot of, a lot of them is their first job. So those are some of the early ones. There's there's a ton of others. I don't know how long you want me to keep on talking about yeah. ones we're currently involved with as well. Well, yeah, because <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm looking at the clock here. I'm going, this is amazing. And you're just talking about some of the early stuff we started to plug into. Um, I'd like you to keep going. Um, uh, maybe you could go with the ones now that were go kind of take it from the other end, the ones that we're most active involved in now that you sure. uh, maybe see the most opportunity for people to connect with. Right. That's great. We, like I said, the work readiness, they look, they, uh, as they do job training with people, they do one-on-one mentoring. And that's something that a lot of people from our church have been involved. Somebody that has the time to, it's a five week at a time program, like three days a week. Uh, that for a few hours that they can come alongside and mentor people and, and help them learn the ins and outs of getting a job and how to be a good employee. So that's called work readiness. Uh, BUMP, we are still pretty involved with. Uh, BUMP, it's an acronym for um, Building Urban Ministry Partners. <clears throat> it's a program for post-high school or post-college young people to get involved, live in Christian community, serve in some type of Christian ministry in the city, uh, meet together for prayer and, and uh, teaching studies by some of the Christian uh, leaders in the city. And how would somebody, just as you go through this, if somebody wanted to connect, how do they connect? Uh, do they come see you or? Is there a place any of them can website? see me, yes. Uh, a lot of this information is also on our website. Uh, all these ministries themselves also have websites about volunteer opportunities. I think one of the hardest things is a lot of people, um, they might hear about something, but they don't know how to get there. And I think going with a friend or I'll I'll go with you, uh, going down there the first time as part of a small group, a lot of times is is a lot easier access point to ministry in the city. Um, But I can certainly 
direct people to contacts that they they could make for how to get involved in whatever uh, skill set they might possess that they want to use for God's kingdom. Do you have an email we could just, just for the people that use email only, do you have an email address people could use to connect? And I, I just want to interrupt you and get that for a second. Then I want you to keep going because right. I'm really amazed at what you're talking about here. Right. Any, anybody wants to can get a hold of me at uh, Brad Belleville at Watermark Wesleyan. You can go on our website and also find the information there. Uh, and just send me an email. Um, send me if I can contact you by email. I can call you up. Glad to do either. And uh, call the church, and somebody will somebody will sort you out if you call the church too. Yeah, so most we'll get them, you connected. Most of them know know us guys in outreach. Yeah. 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 Okay. Keep so, going now, because I know, I want you to get to uh, Path and some of the other ones too. Right. So That's the next one I was going to bring up. Path is one of the biggest ones we support. The reason being that it's a ministry started by Julie Palmer from our church, one of our church members, and she's been a part of the church for years. PATH is um, um, people against trafficking humans. They, they do a great ministry in the city of Buffalo with women who have been um, um, trafficked or traumatized or endangered, who have, have been mistreated and they do counseling with those women. They have professional counseling. They do art and music therapy. They provide them meals and a, a, just a warm, welcoming center that they have, an enrichment center. They uh, come, their children are welcome. They have programming for the kids as well. And um, it's just been an amazing work to see how God has worked in the lives. Some of the women say, just recently with the, the, the pandemic, Several of them have other social service groups that they they um, go to, but they said none of those have contacted them. But Julie and her PATH staff have continued to call people, uh, visit them. They've been dropping off food, personal items, household items, and hygiene items. They've been, um, you know, giving them little gifts like flowers, different various different things, and been a great connection. A lot of a lot of different ways to volunteer there. Uh, one thing they're doing is transitioning to uh, YouTube videos. If somebody has a, um, a skill that they want to share with people, uh, these women that might be helpful to them, they're putting it on, on a YouTube channel, which is pretty amazing. You know, you think you're forced yeah. out of ministry and, and ministries find ways to minister, even in spite of what's going on in the pandemic. That's amazing. I think yeah. that's I've so been cool. In, I've been in a couple of, I've been in a couple of zoom calls with Julie and just to hear all the things they're doing right now, even, yeah, like you said, even in the midst of this, this uh, quarantine is, is really amazing. Very, very inspiring. Yeah. It's, it's really exciting to me. Like all of our ministry partners have found, found a way to transition into still ministering to the people, even if you can't be physically present with them, which I know it, people miss that. They wish they could be uh, physically in contact but this is the best at this time we can do. And it's pretty amazing what uh, God has, has helped them access funding to do it and, and channels to, to continue ministering outside of what the ways we used to think were the normal ways. But this, you know, ways that we can still be effective in, in helping the hurting people in the city. Absolutely. I know. Uh, if you could say... Um, 
the, maybe the top few places where you really could see some people getting involved, what ministries would you put up on the top of the list of amazing ministries to connect to where they need a lot of help? I, th I think um, ones that I'm partial to, I guess, our path, they can always use help. Um, not just women, there are opportunities for men to serve there. Julie said many times, a lot of these women have never seen a man who's trustworthy. So a good man who's a Christian example, um, dri driving the van or helping with meals can be a good inspiration to them. There's um, a lot of volunteer opportunities there you, that there's a lot of women that can use um, language skills, English as a second language. As you can imagine, uh, unfortunately, a lot of immigrant women are trafficked just out of uh, ignorance of what might be happening to them. They don't even realize it. Um, and so learning English is going to be helpful to them. Um, another, another place that I've been involved is called the Seneca Gospel Mission. My son works there. He has an urban organic farm. What they're doing this year is, is raising a huge amount of produce, like half an acre probably that's planted with produce to help out the people who have been affected by this pandemic the most, those who have lost their jobs, those who are struggling to feed their families. So they're going to uh, distribute this free of charge to people in their um, neighborhood, which is the Seneca Street area in Buffalo, and um, doing it with churches and other community groups, reaching as many families as they can at this time. Uh, so volunteers in those, those areas, I know that... Um, uh, I mentioned it already that um, the work readiness program uses mentoring help. So people who have job skills that might want to pass that on to other people coming behind them. It's a great way to serve God, I think. Now, isn't it true that uh, one of the members of our church that leads the 716, he was telling me that um, they help prisoners coming out of jail and getting them located and getting them ready for jobs and stuff. Is that part of that or is that a, a, a totally different thing? Well, really we have a couple ministries. They do, they do some work with that. And also we've um, supported Houghton college. They've started associate degree programs in three different locations in Buffalo. One of those locations is just working with uh, former prisoners to help them complete their education so that they're capable of getting some, some type of, of work that can support themselves so they don't go back to some type of crime, whether it be selling drugs or burglary or whatever that landed them in prison in the first place. So um, we've been involved with them, and I know that they can use volunteers there to, to mentor people. One fellow I know for a while was doing computer skills with the prisoners. As you can imagine, if you've been in incarcerated for eight or 10 years, you're lacking basic computer skills that you need for a job or even for educational advancement. Mm. There's, no matter what somebody's, I guess no matter what somebody's uh, skills are, there's somewhere in the city that one of these ministry partners we have can use exactly the skills that you have. I don't think you brought up Jericho Road yet, have you? Uh, just briefly, we've, we've been involved with them for a long time. They have a lot of different programs. They, they do work with a lot of refugees. Um, if you want to train and uh, do training, they have ESL classes. Priscilla Project is, is 
walking alongside a pregnant immigrant, helping her through the whole system. You know, the medical system here is very overwhelming and confusing the insurance, uh, doctor's visits, everything like that for somebody who doesn't, this is not their um, native language or their native way of doing things. Um, they have work with, with preschool youth, training them, getting them ready for school. They have a ton of different programs as, as well as the medical, even if you're not a medical person. Uh, they have these ministries that go alongside. The one thing wow. that they do that's really, really exciting to me is they go, because um, Jer uh, Jericho Road, Dr. Myron Glick is a Christian, he lets pastors and other lay people um, minister to the patients when they're in their waiting room waiting to get seen by the doctor not the waiting room but the exam room uh somebody will come in and say do you want to talk to talk to somebody about uh concerns in your life stresses and worries and we would even pray with you if you want to and and give you spiritual guidance and so patients all have an opportunity there to pray with with uh, a local christian and even though a lot of them have Hindu or uh, Muslim or uh, Buddhist backgrounds, probably 90% of them from what I've heard in the past, they're willing to, oh, please pray for me. That'd be great. So wow. even, even things like that, just, you know, God opens the door sometimes to things you don't even think would be possible. People who you think, oh, they'll never, they'll never accept the gospel of Christ because they're, they're in a different religion. And at a time of stress, whether it's a health related issue or loss of a job or family issues, they're much more open to outside help. Brad, you mentioned uh, some great ministries we're involved with. Is Are there any other ministries that you want to mention while we're at it? Sure, Dan. One of our newest partners, in fact, our newest partner over the last year is a ministry called Global Bridge. There's um, three churches that share a building on Potomac Avenue on the west side. One of those churches is a sister church of ours, a Wesleyan church that is comprised of mostly Congolese and other East African immigrants. Their pastor is a man named, a very godly man named Yashua, who is a Congolese. And uh, he has started a ministry called Global Bridge. Most of the people uh, in his congregation are more recent arrivals to America. And sometimes they slip through the cracks uh, maybe they've been helped by the government initially, but they don't know English yet. Um, so his his ministry, Global Bridge, is involved in a lot of different aspects of trying to help his people that goes beyond the boundaries uh, of his church walls and church ministry programs. One thing they do there that um, at least one person from our church has been involved in for a couple years is doing classes in English as a second language to help them get proficient in English. And as you can imagine, if, if you were in another country and it was all new to you, the language barrier wouldn't impact just basic things, but it impacts shopping for groceries. It impacts um, banking. It impacts uh, applying for a job, getting a job, holding a job. It impacts um, getting your kids into school. Um, dealing with doctors and medical appointments. So uh, Global Bridge is stepping in this gap and trying to help people with, with somebody to come alongside a mentor to help people through all this confusing mass. And, and uh, it's pretty confusing if, if everything is a 
uh, third language to you. A lot of these people have already known uh, two languages, their people group language and, and French from the Congo. And now they're faced with trying to communicate in even a, a third language. So um, Global Bridge is a great work. It's being done by a church. So it's, you know, done in the name of Christ and sharing Christ and drawing people into the church as well. So that's another area that we've been getting involved this most recently. Um, Brad, I was wondering, could you address the difficulty it might be for someone to get involved? And also, is there any concerns they have about going, you know, the people you find people have concerns about heading into the city? So the difficulty and concerns. Right. I know a couple concerns um, people have, obviously, with the city. One that a lot of times people think of is the safety. Is it safe to go into the city? But I think we have a real misconception. There's a fear of the unknown sometimes. Uh, and we are afraid of things that we really shouldn't be afraid of. The, the West Side is mostly comprised of people who want the same things that anybody else does. They want a safe neighborhood. They want to be able to go to their job and come home and pay their bills. They want to get their kids in, in uh, good education. And their focus of their life is their family and their community. So it's, it's really very, very safe. People that we've had have not run into problems in the city in a, in a safety sense at all. Another area that um, is a concern sometimes is just going and doing something new and something different, uh, whether it's cross-cultural or just something that's out of your comfort zone. But one, one way that we've worked with this is we'll, we'll come alongside people. I'll go with people into the city other people that, uh, there's people uh, from our congregation in, involved in all these ministries, and they'd be w very welcoming, uh, glad to have somebody go with them to teach ESL or just to uh, help donate food or, or whatever the, the, the interest is that you might have. We can connect you with people from our church um, that, are, that are willing to um, go with you the first time. I think it's a lot easier if you go with somebody else or go with your small group, a group could do this. Uh, together a family could do it together it's kind of cool there's a lot of different options but um you can uh, check out the different places we're involved on the church's website on the outreach page and you can find out more information about it you could always give me a call or an email my home phone number is 827-1812 or you could email brad Balville at watermarkwesleyan.com um brad um I know that in uh, some of my travels and stuff, I, uh, some people were just, um, as far as teaching English as a second language, they would have people just want to go out and have coffee to practice their English. Uh, do those kind of, I mean, does it take a big skill set to be able to go help like in uh, with some of the, the folks that we're working with? No, not at all, Rand. You're exactly right. A lot of times it's, it's very, very simple. Um, English is a second language that could start just as a conversation over coffee. Even with adults, I've seen um, people use just like a like a children's coloring book or uh, that type of thing. It's not very technically, you don't need a lot of skills. It's just having a heart, having concern for other people and being willing to help, being willing to be a friend and, and just put yourself out there a little bit. So there's people sitting on the sidelines right now. Why don't you give them an invitation and get them fired up? 
you know, I, I would really like to encourage you with this. Anybody that's listening, most people that go into the city get more out of it than they give. They get back even more than they give. People go thinking, oh, I want to help the disadvantaged or the poor or, or people who are refugees or, or who have a hard life. And yeah, we can help those people. But what, what we found out, most of us who've gotten involved, it's like God changes us even more than we might change them. God changes our attitude. He changes our heart. He changes our passion. Um, helps us to, to care about others who, who come from a different background or a different set of circumstances. It's not just doing a few things. It's, there, there's real purpose and real meaning. And so many people that have gone down to the city, it's like, man, I've never been so excited about my own faith. I've never been so excited seeing what God is doing as when I got involved. Do, uh, to, to be fully alive in Christ. It's not just sitting in a pew. It's not just doing a few things. It's there. There's real purpose and real meaning. And so many people that have gone down to the city, it's like, man, I've never been so excited about my own faith. I've never been so excited seeing what God is doing as when I got involved. So I would just encourage people, you're going to get a lot more out of it than you give. Well, you seem to take away a lot of excuses. You know, there's nothing to be afraid of. You're willing to transport you don't have to have a, a, a huge skill set in any area that there's things to, for everybody to do. So I, I, I just uh, really want to invite people to take advantage of this opportunity. Give Brad a call. Um, nothing is more fulfilling. And it seems like our own purposes connect the most to God's purposes when we're helping other people. And you seem to have more opportunities out there that uh, people could explore. And I just encourage them to do that. Dan? Uh, yeah, Brad, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, just a last chance to plug anything you want to or uh, let people know, you know, any final thoughts you have as we as we get ready to wrap up here. Well, pray about what uh, God might have you do. If you get involved, it doesn't mean you have to make a, a commitment long term. You can go and check out a few different ministry opportunities um, and see where it seems to be a more natural fit for your your desires and your skill set. But don't don't give up um, easily, you know, but there is a lot of different opportunities and and we can certainly find a place where you would really enjoy serving, serving the Lord in the city. That's great. Yeah. Like Randy said, you, you have kind of removed as many barriers as I can think of. Um, I would encourage folks to reach out to you, reach out to Brad, uh, regardless of whether you're even ready to jump in and get involved. If you're listening to this and you have any interest at all. Even if you just say, man, I, I have some slight interest, but I don't really know what's out there. You know, I've heard all that we've talked about here, but I still have some questions or I, I'm not sure what area might kind of mesh best with my personality, my gifts, you know, all those things. I think, Brad, you'd be an amazing resource for people. Just even maybe flesh that out, but but even more than that, to right. just try some things and, and see. So. We'd be glad to talk, talk it through with you, for sure. Yeah, well, well, I don't know what more, uh, what more we can do th than that. You know, we're we're basically uh, laying it right out for people, and uh, uh, yeah, I think it's great. Thanks, Brad, for all you're doing. Thanks so much for joining us. Um, let me just pray as we wrap up, if that's all right, and then and then we'll wrap up. God, thank you so much for for Brad and Carol and the work that they're doing uh, in the city, especially, but but all that they do, we're so grateful for them. 
Uh, thank you for their passion to help others get involved. Um, what an amazing thing to uh, to really see you working in and through and around the people of Watermark, um, the people uh, of the city, and to see the the bridge that's gap the uh, the gap that's bridged there between those two things um, and kind of connecting. Uh, your your church in Hamburg with uh, and at our various campuses with what you're doing in the city, and God thank you for all that we're able to be a part of there. What a humbling uh, experience to be a part of all those those things as a church. Uh, God, would you uh, even today would you stir people's hearts? Would you uh, prepare them for the works that you are calling them to do? Uh, for those who may be timid, nervous, fearful. Uh, ambivalent, whatever is going on in people's hearts that may make them reluctant to get involved. God, would you stir those things and remove those barriers? Uh, would you help them connect with Brad and just find some ways that they might get involved with what you're doing? And would you really continue to change the fabric of our church and to change really our region uh, as we pursue you together, um, as we kind of personally long to find wholeness in you um, and a part of that is just serving others. And uh, so, God, would you would you just bring that about uh, in greater measure as we pursue these things together uh, with you and your your help and your guidance and leadership? And God, uh, thanks again for Brad joining us today. We pray blessing on him uh, and his family and his ministry as they move forward. And uh, thanks again for this time together in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you, Brad. Um, this is Randy Johnson for Dan Ward, and we're. So appreciative for you joining us on this edition of Reach and Teach podcast, and we'll look for you next time. God bless.